This is Ideal Futures, a show for creative dreamers, with your hosts, Gina and Sarah. Uh, listen, I'm allergic to cats, I'm allergic to dogs, it's not that I'm a monster. No, No, but it's also, it's not that I'm a person who's like, oh, I hate animals because I'm actual Cruella DeVille. I am not Cruella DeVille, I'm just allergic to them, so it's like, it's hard for me to make the mental leap to understand how they bring people joy. No, and that's what I'm trying to say, is that your dog is a special angel, Although the minute we start talking, she makes noise. I don't get it. Right. So to anyone who's listening, hi. You just this is like it's it's what they call in in medias race. Hello, there thousands of listeners. We were already. I know we're getting like like five thousand listeners per episode or something crazy like that, which is exciting. But also like we're just talking about the dog right now, and then if you jump in on that, like hi. Um, This is episode eleven. Yay. Is there any numerological fact you want to give on the number eleven? Because you probably do. Eleven is an angel number. Which ties in completely to this episode because our guest is, in fact, an angel, an earth angel, an entire angel, a literal, actual angel. Um, our guest this week is Amelia Richardson, um, also sometimes known as Pony Sweat because she teaches Pony Sweat dance aerobics. She's kind of living my lifetime dream. Um, as many of you don't know, Jane Fonda was my root. Like, as a small child, watching her aerobics videos made me feel funny inside. And there is like a small, sad part of me that kind of wishes that that's what I was doing with my adult life. Um, when I moved Never to LA. Too late. Nothing is ever too late. And like, and then I was also briefly in this group that wore neon spandex aerobics outfits and danced around. And so I kind of did get to live a taste of that dream. And then I moved to LA and started taking dance classes with Ryan Heffington and was like, oh, like someone already is doing that in LA and it's Ryan. And then I saw Amelia's dance classes and I was like, oh, there's even another level of like neon and spandex and great music. And like, I mean, she's a gem. Try to just give our listeners a snapshot of what a pony sweat class is like or how you have experienced Well, first of all, she will scream her head off at you. She's the best sweater I've ever met. I'm glad that sweat is in the title of the class because she's the best sweater I've ever met. And then also like, I mean, she'll just scream at you and she'll be like, fuck the moves. And it's like one of the only places where nobody actually cares if you're doing anything right. And you you just, so just like, let's for our listeners in the intro... Let's just briefly explain what Pony Sweat is. It's dance aerobics. It's a, oh, I'm going to forget the catchphrase, but it's like a no judgment. There's some other, she has some other good catchphrase. What is it? It's like non-judgment, fiercely non-competitive. I remember, oh God, that took me a minute, guys. It took me a minute to get there, but it's fiercely non-competitive dance aerobics. The website is PonySweatAerobics.com. If you live in LA, you can come take classes all the time at multiple different spaces. She also has a new teacher that she trained who works with her now, which is Caleb. Hi, Caleb, aka CJ Miller, who is a wonderful, um, also plays in a great band called Dimber. And, um, but back to Pony Sweat, you can take Pony Sweat at multiple locations around Los Angeles, or if you don't live in Los Angeles, you can actually go to PonySweatAerobics.com and do it on a video, like Jane Fonda or Richard Simmons, except like queer feminist babe led. Love it. Uh, So without further ado, let's just dive right in. Let's just interview her. Here's Amelia Pony Sweat Richardson.
This is fun because we are sitting on my couch uh, with Amelia Richardson from Pony Sweat. And, you know, there's a, an 80s, um, I guess you'd call it a poster of uh, three babes in bikinis eating popsicles. And it says hot licks on it. And I think that that really, um, I, yeah, Amelia's making a very big face she of joy. She wants to clap. I want right to clap, but I don't. She's afraid of the reverberation. I'm afraid of the noise. Like, it's the most perfect setting for this interview. So can you tell us a little bit about what Pony Sweat is? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Pony Sweat is um, Pony Sweat is a it's an aerobics class that I started um, in June of 2014, and um, it's a um, I always say at the beginning of class that it's a fiercely non-competitive uh, dance aerobics class um, for all levels, and um, it's kind of we try to like create a space for people to not do something well. <laughs> <laughs> or to like totally kill at something you know it's like um there's space for kind of like all of it and um the emphasis is also really on like the music it's all like songs that are really close to my heart and um i found that the people that keep coming back that seems to be the thing that they connect with as well mm-hmm. what kind of music like what what are your top like few jams at right now right now you don't need to like <clears throat> well i mean i will say because i um because I always say that my all-time favorite band um, is The Cure, and um, I'm like kind of a ridiculous fangirl. I mean, I'm a fangirl of like a lot of bands, like to the point where I think I may have mentioned this to Gina that like, um, like I don't think people will introduce me. Like if there was like if there was like like if somebody if Robert Smith was like yeah I'm in town tonight yeah and if like a friend knew Robert Smith they wouldn't probably tell me. Um, but I also like to just just say that I'm just enthusiastic but not dangerous. <laughs> but and your class that? includes like Nine Inch Nails, yeah. Bikini Kill, yeah. Peaches, I've heard so it's all kind of that. Yeah, so what it's song like, can you dance to from The Cure? Like Friday I'm in Love or Just Like Heaven? Like what? Would you dance to Just Like Heaven? This this month we're actually dancing to um, Fire in Cairo which is off of one of their early albums. Um, yeah. yeah and, um, and like was a song that when I was young and lonely <laughs> And like mo- like so many of us were lonely like, in New Hampshire, uh, Vermont, yeah, lonely, um, in Vermont. lonely in Vermont. Like Fire in Cairo was a song that I used to like dance to alone in my room. And so that spirit, we don't always dance to the Cure. I also want to say, yeah, <laughs> it's not like all, right. all the time. Um, so but that range. spirit of um, like of, bedroom, like, bedroom dancing. dancing, yeah, oh, yeah. bedroom dancing, bedroom yeah. Dancing. Yeah. exactly. And it's um, it's an inclusive space. It's a space where a lot of people who might not consider themselves fitness people or dancers would go. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm really interested in like how you, I feel like, are using because okay, Amelia is also a theater maker, a theater producer, okay. an actor, a creator of many things. I feel like you are using catharsis in the face of the current political regime in a really interesting way and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that like the bedroom dancing and the feeling of like like what's it about yeah I mean I don't um I don't know if I can speak uh eloquently about but I will certainly try to um um I I think that that's the case but I also think that that happened by accident um 
for me, like, ritual has always been really important. And so when you talk about catharsis, the first thing that I think of is, is ritual. And, um, and, and for me, like, um, ritual is also very closely connected with, with theater. Can I backtrack? Yeah. We have listeners. We have millions of listeners right now listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who have maybe never been to a pony sweat class. Yeah. I just need to back up and set yeah. the stage. Like, what is, if I were to go to a pony sweat class, yeah. what would it be like? So, yeah. So, it's an hour long, and um, we, we, and we listen to about a total of 17 songs, um, <clears throat> and... We warm up, we stretch, we do like some pretty, a lot of it is, um, a lot of it is, you know, straight stolen from like 80s Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons and Jazzercise. Um, and then, and then a lot of it is, is just like moves that we all just. Interpretive. Yeah, exactly. Interpretive. Um, emotive, you know. Well, I feel like the reason it's so cathartic is because she's really pushing people to get things out. Like, it's like, it's not just like, oh, we're working out. It's like. I don't know. I mean, Amelia will scream and she will get people yeah, I like do. I do venting stuff and like letting things out of their bodies that we don't normally do. And like I'm really, and other people will scream. Yeah, the whole yeah, class. People, was yeah, screaming. yeah. Well, that was the oh, rage aerobics class. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but yeah, that was rage rage there was a lot of yelling during that particular uh, class. Right. So they're not um, all full of rage. No, they're not. That one was that one rage was aerobics. Yeah, well, we Girl, did. This. I hope you TM that because <laughs> moving forward in this administration, it's gonna take I know, off. Right. Yeah. I know. If you need gear, I will design you. Yeah, okay, this is really exciting. Copyright that right now. Well, right here, right now. You know, like somebody, somebody came up with that like I don't even remember oh, really? who, but it was a classmate when they were describing what pony sweat was to one of their friends they were like you know it's like rage aerobics so in rage aerobics what is the kind of music that's played um well in that in that particular class yeah we danced to um standing in the way of control by the gossip and we danced to bikini kill and nine inch nails and um we danced to this great band um tweak bird who I love um like harder stuff, harder stuff. And in in a regular pony sweat class, you'll dance to like the hard stuff, but then you'll also dance to like, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen and <laughs> totally. um, pop favorites. Yeah, some pop favorites, and also like Madonna. you know my favorite. Yeah, definitely Madonna. I'm a huge Madonna fan. Yeah. Um, and also like I really think that I'm not like I'm not like a I'm not a um, a professional dancer and like I danced you know I took dance classes when I was a kid but um never I was never like super like trained or anything um but I do think that there is this need in a lot of us to express ourselves through dance and so we want to dance to like the more like emotional songs sure. so like um you know it's also like emo aerobics as long as as much as it is rage aerobics um emobics 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 there's emobics. some emobics involved yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we dance. So um, we do like a um, a thirty minute like middle cardio routine, um, and we do that we do that for a whole month. So people that keep coming the same one. Learn it. It's like yeah. to practice a yeah. choreographed, a group choreographed. Yeah, sort exactly. Of. So back to kind of Gina's question about like ritual, yeah. right? You were asking mm-hmm. about. Um, where your sort of theater background, right, dovetails yeah, with what like it how, is, cause I how feel it came like to be. Your class is special, and like it gets stuff out of people, and I think that, that I'm interested in like what that's about and what it is to you and how it came to be. Um, 
Oh, and like, yeah, and I think, um, you know, I. Uh, Were you doing I'll it on your own again. first? Yeah, like, like I, what made you start the first Honey Sweat? Class? Um, like my how, friend, what's that origin story? I always wanted, like, I always kind of wanted to teach aerobics, but I've always, um, what like, um, was never like compelled to go to. I had like researched, you know, like fitness instructor training, and but was never really compelled to to do it because that world doesn't really um isn't very attractive to me um there's a lot of gross things about that there's a lot of yeah especially in los angeles i'm just like this yeah is unreal and so and yeah. like it's a how and long have you lived world. in los angeles before? um i look i've <laughs> i lived here 10 uh, 10 years um so you're this is like for you listeners who are in iowa or in dubai LA has a very specific fitness. Yeah, there's a fitness culture, and it's very um, limited in terms of what is considered a good body. Yeah, and big who time. is allowed to be at gyms and what they're supposed to wear and what how they're, they're supposed, supposed to look to like. Act. Yeah, just everything is very sort of codified and limited. And there are some small sanctuaries pushing back against that, like the yeah. sweat spot like pushes sweat back spot. against that. And you yeah. teach at the sweat spot sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, as well as at Everybody Gym, which is another space trying to push yeah. back against that. Those are the first two that come to mind as like spaces in Los Angeles that are about fitness and movement, but they're not about, oh, like everyone needs to be thin and that's why we're here. Like that is yeah. not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. and um, and also like um, there's also, you know, because um, there's also like some kind of weird social pressures at gyms that I, that I also don't really, like I just don't feel safe at a gym. Um, and there's lots of layers to that, I imagine. But, um, and so feeling as though like, I've always been an outsider of that world. And also like, I grew up extremely unathletic. Like I really, like a lot of like PE trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, me too. And I don't we'll like that use that days. word. Like, yeah, yeah. like, um, of course. Um, it's, yeah, it was just, it was like, it was, you know, I'm super sensitive and like, you know, um, I couldn't really do anything. And whenever I tried, I failed and it was really fucking embarrassing. So all of that combined made it like, I didn't, so I didn't, um, think I was qualified to teach like an aerobics class. Um, had you taught before other things? No, I've never taught anything. And so, <laughs> My friend, but then my, like, one of my best friends, Noah, um, I was in kind of, like, a long, a long depression, and, um, which I've had throughout my life, um, and he just, like, called me one day, and, and he was just, like, we have a space, we rented a space, um, and I want you to put a routine together, and we're gonna invite our friends, and we're just gonna go, and, um, and I just needed that, and so, like, I had a deadline, and I did it. And, um, and we went and we did it. And then from that point on, we did it every week and it was just my friends would come. And then, um, they started telling people. And so, so this thing about like, how did it become what it is, is that I think, I think the reason why it feels maybe safe to maybe go have some kind of catharsis is, um, is that like I think it is just a space created by the people that are in it, and everybody like kind of comes willing to go there, mm-hmm. even if they are kind of feeling shy and awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you do you consciously think about facilitating that as the teacher, or is it just sort of by way of the looseness of it, or the energy, or the music that it just sort of ends up being like that, or do you consciously think about? 
how am I creating a safe space for people who maybe yeah. have body dysphoria yeah. or have shame around their body or don't know what it means if you say, I don't even, I'm the, I'd no, be, I if, you, if you were like, yeah. relevé, I'd be like, I don't know yeah, what you're no. talking about. Yeah, there's not a lot of talking. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> you know, and I say, like, I don't use a mic, which I might actually have to at some point because I might, I'm probably going to lose my voice soon, but I have, <laughs> but, but I do always say to people that, like, don't worry about what I'm saying because it doesn't really matter. Like, I'll, I'll, um, I do, I do use language to try to help people understand. Like, I, I do, like, say at the beginning of class um, that it doesn't matter, that we're all here to just get our heart rates up and listen to music. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, throughout, like, certain things that I'll yell, like, I yell fuck the moves, like, a lot, like, many times. Um, to remind people, you know, like, last month we danced a father figure, which is a slow, yeah. a slow song, um, especially compared to all the other songs that we danced to. And, like, I really wanted people to, like, feel like they could go there with it. And it was really powerful to mm -hmm. watch people um, go from, like, laughing at themselves you know, at first because sure. they felt awkward or um, felt weird to like, just like getting into it, you know, mm -hmm. and just like, well, and I think you kind of, you give people permission to go there because you go so all I go out there. That it yeah. makes us feel less self-conscious. I go there and like, and I yeah. don't look like the reason why it's called pony sweat is like, I'm a heavy sweater. Like, like when we were coming up with a name, my friends were like, well, you have to have sweat in the title because you sweat so much. <laughs> like you need to like call it out so mm -hmm. that people know that you Amazing. know so like I'm like I'm really sweaty I don't always look great like I don't nail the oh moves. I love that I you mess up come all out the of class with mascara like dripping yeah. down like this but it's so amazing because then we yeah. just know like oh it's safe for us to try and it's safe for us to go somewhere because she's going all the way yeah she's going all and the way. like and not like looking rad doing it you oh, know you I mean well look rad there's 80s outfits you involved know. you look well rad. yeah no that's yeah. Well, help. I'm just curious, like, uh, uh, per personally, it sounds like you found a way to override, like, uh, self-consciousness and or shame, right? Because I feel like a lot of what stops me or maybe stops other people from being physical or dancing, I'm putting this in air quotes, or mm -hmm. performing, I'm putting this in air quotes, is sort of this shame, this personalized shame, right? Like could be mm -hmm. your Gina shame is different than my shame your shame pony sweat shame is different than <laughs> Gina shame you know it's all different but it's all a similar kind of uh, hurdle blockage right so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about shame your personal shame and how you sort of transformed that or what are for those um, of us out there listening what are some sort of tactics or tools that you've been able to utilize um, in your own sort of um, confronting of, you know, shame or feeling weird or, you know, kind of what you kind of point, you know, what you kind of talked about earlier. Um, yeah, I think that, like, shame is such a familiar, like, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, you nailed it. Like, that is, like, that's, I mean, it's, it's one of, like, my oldest feelings. Um, I have a niece who's two... I'm like getting emotional thinking about it and she's so <clears throat> amazing she's so fierce and like her name is Willa and it's a perfect name for her and um you know and my sister and I were really close Willa's two and she, is she your older sister <clears throat> yeah she's my older sister my older sister Alita and she's um, still in Vermont she's in New Hampshire New Hampshire yeah um but Willa does this thing sometimes like if she where she'll 
cover her face. Mm. And um, and the first time I saw it, I was it, like a really because she also looks a lot like my sister and I did when we were little. And so it's, and and you know, and my sister and I, you know, acknowledged it like, whoa, like whoa, <laughs> like, why is she? Why is she covering her face? Is like, it when she's mm. making a mistake? Yeah, or she feels when she makes weird. a mistake. And um, and you know, my sister is um, not the same person that she was when she was a kid. Like my sister does not really act out, um, act in a manner that you would know that she felt shame. So this isn't something that like I think Willa picked up. Right. You know what I mean? So yes. it's like it's like whoa, and it just reminds me so much of like that shame is like deeply spiritual. Uh, not in a good way <laughs> like it deeply like um exists on like a spiritual level or like um, right. a psychic level right and um and it also feels um you know particularly rampant around just about like every woman that i know mm-hmm. um or like not as not even a woman but um like an, someone who's other exactly. someone who's different yeah, yeah. and um so i mean that's kind of a long uh it's just something that I don't and then when I was younger I did a lot of things that I was really ashamed of like I I had a pretty like clumsy and um and selfish and um dangerous uh um early 20s early to mid 20s um where I did a lot of things that like were very shame provoking and I um and then you know it was really hard to clean up um pony sweat like it is liberating. It did liberate me. Um, and I don't know how. I And the only way, the reason why I tell the story about Noah renting the space and making me do it was because I don't think I would have been able to do it on my own. Um, like, I think I, I really needed someone to say, like, and, 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 and push me to be like, this is something that I see in you. Man's an amazing friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is an amazing friend. This is something that I see in you. I'm going to take the action to physically create the space for you to do it in. Yeah. And, um, and I'm going to, like, hold your hand. Because, um, like, I'm not really a go-getter at all. And I'm not, like, a, I'm really not a, like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, I will stay in bed. Like, I will stay in bed. I'm, like, I'm a scared bed dweller <laughs> um, so Do you, you don't work for yourself other than pony sweat um no no I am I have a job that I like go to uh-huh. and um yeah I need that because well, <laughs> pony sweat is seem, like it's so entrepreneurial yeah it's you know weird I mean? mm-hmm. like you have to do you have a business did you actually officially incorporate as a business um no I do have a trademark for pony sweat not major aerobics yet but we'll take well that. yeah that all um, yeah. um after um I have a trademark, but I don't, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's been, like, a learning process, too, is, like, okay, so now I have this thing, and, and people seem to connect to it. And I've been, um, you know, I've been, like, really lucky. Like, I've been super supported by, um, you know, like, I, like I say that, you know, that the universe has supported me doing this thing. Um, I feel really, really lucky. And your partner comes to class too. That's such a yeah. Nice. And my, and 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 Lisa comes to class, and uh, she's really good at it. <laughs> um, you taught her everything she knows. <laughs> no, she knows. She is already. She's, she's all just, in the front row. Yeah, she's just bags, good you know? at things. Yeah. She's just really good at things. Um, yeah, How long but, have but, the yeah. two of you been together? We've been together um, like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you meet at Pony Sweat? Oh, uh, we didn't. 
we didn't. We met through Noah. <laughs> wow. We met through Noah. We yeah, he's, this a, dude on the show. he's a pa- he's really he's a powerful. He's, he's, he's a hun. He's a connector. He is wings. the he is the one beneath my wings. Yeah. He would be Shout really, out to Noah right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully he'll be listening. So Noah did a pop up like pizza night for um t- uh to um to donate money to um, Black Lives Matter about like two three years ago at um, Amara Kitchen in Highland Park um, uh-huh. and he and they're both bakers Lisa is a baker too and so they did this pizza night and, and we had and she, he had always like been like you should meet Lisa but I had I was in a relationship for a long time and I was and he like told me about Lisa and I was like I really can't meet this person <laughs> like, I, was, I was like it's really not a good time for me to meet somebody that um, that you're describing so I um, and then when I met her, I knew that that was right. Like, uh-huh. I knew. I knew that, yeah. So, getting back, I've, I want to hone in here. Yeah. The shame question. Yeah. What I, are precisely yeah. some ways for yeah. our listeners to maybe start thinking about combating their own physical shame or yeah. fear of not being able to move their body? Yeah, thank you. I'm you glad know. you brought yeah. Just a couple of tips you can sort of think of again, um, for, you know. I had a lot of, um, like, mentors and therapists over a period of time um, when I was specifically, like, working on shame in my mm-hmm. life tell me to do inner child work. Um, which um, in this case was like something that I loved to do when I was a little kid was to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of people tell me to make time for myself to dance alone at my house. Um, which was, was this hard. pre-Pony Sweat? Which was pre-Pony Sweat. Okay. This was like for like a few years before Pony Sweat. Um, and so I would try to do that. Not like every day. I'm not... <laughs> um, but I would try to do it even when I felt like not doing it um that's been kind of because i'm like a depressive person and um someone that like fights shame um Mm -hmm. doing like um i have a mentor that calls it contrary action is um something that like i have to practice what is contrary action so even though i don't so even though i don't feel like dancing Mm -hmm. alone in my house um you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. You do it. And then this thing happens where, like, you feel really great afterwards. It's a victory, Well, that's right? also true yeah. about dance class so much is that, you, yeah. I mean, I think so many of us, like, we dread going, we don't want to go, and then it's like once you do it, you leave feeling so good. And again, that, that yeah. word catharsis just comes back to me. I'm yeah. like, there's so many times that you're like, ugh, this is going to suck, and I'm in pain, and I don't want to do it. And then at the end, you just feel like you let something go. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm somebody who has always tried to meditate and I just like cannot I, I wish I, I try I'm working on it I have a practice going it's the hardest for me it it often has the reverse effect that it's supposed to um whereas it makes you anxious oh it makes me anxious it makes yeah. me spiral it makes my thoughts spin out really? of control I'm supposed to be stilling and quieting the mind and then the mind wants to like turn on me and eat me alive like a giant shark <laughs> um I know who I we find... need to have on our show excellent a professional meditator. Yes, and we can do a whole meditation episode. Sure. Sorry, I'm digressing. But so, I'm going to tie this yeah. back in right now to dance, yeah. which is that for me as someone who cannot mm-hmm. meditate, movement is the way. Like movement yeah. is the way in because when I take a hard dance class that's difficult and I'm struggling and I'm just like, I'm in it. I'm yeah. in it and my brain turns off and yeah. I stop thinking about all of my stress 
outside in life and I stop thinking about how I feel and worry about how I look in the mirror and all of that because all of my thoughts have to go into just trying to keep up and not die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's my experience as well. And also, you know, when I go to dance class, um, because before I start to, before I start uh, teaching ponies, but I would go to dance class and the shame would, would grab me. It would grab me and it would make it so that like, I couldn't dance. And, um, like, I, I just couldn't go there. Like, I couldn't remember the steps or I couldn't, I just couldn't go there. Um, and, and so what I am going to say next is like hella annoying and like <laughs> no one wants to hear it, but like, it's just like practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like practicing, um, even though you don't want to is another like contrary mm-hmm. action. It's just like the more I do it, the more, the more classes I go to, the more I dance alone in my house the quieter those voices get sure and the, um and probably the, the same with meditation because i'm also like trying to practice um and i know that i i have to practice like mm-hmm. i just have to like form form this habit and form this new way of thinking um so yeah like contrary action practicing practicing sort of <clears throat> also on that i'll ask you if there are for me being inspired by others, you know, is a really big deal for me. Like, I'm like, well, they did it, or they made this incredible art, or they made this amazing poem. Are there any inspirations you have that you sort of, is that another way you can kind of combat shame or, or, or not so much? Or um, I do, you know, I do such a, um, I'm such a, like, comparer. Um, there's no reason for air quotes found around that. I'm such, I, that... I have not, like, people inspire me, um, but the way that my, like, brain has always worked is, like, oh, my God, they're so amazing. Like, and the next Simmons, thing, you're like, how could I ever? How could I'll I ever? I'll never get to I'll have that amazing. Exactly. Got it. That's kind of what But what about in other realms? Like, are there any writers you're really into or any, like, obviously music, I'm assuming, is yeah. a big motivator for um, you. You know, um, and I just saw this on your bookshelf, and it's basically, and, you know, I think we've talked about it before, but... But um, Francesca Leah Block wrote mm-hmm. the Weed Sea Bat books, and like those, like that's like why I live here, and oh, has yeah. been like a those thread. books were such a love letter yeah. to Los Angeles, such a love letter, and it's like uh-huh. a thread throughout my life because I read Witch Baby when I was twelve, and like that just like, I mean, it became like those books, and those characters became a part of like my identity, mm-hmm. and, and they definitely have inspired me, and like, and I can. Like there are themes of ponies, but that feel very much related to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, you know, sure. you know that for like sure, sure. I, I mean, without even meaning to, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, like music, obviously. Uh, Madonna has been a huge inspiration since mm-hmm. I was a kid. You know, um, she was probably like my first. Um, like I got that True Blue record when I was three, and I remember it so clearly, and like. And I was really young, but I was like dancing very sexually. Like you were three, um, you remember yeah. getting her record? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. Um, I mean, like dancing sexually. Like that's how kids dance. Like dance. Like like we 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 shake like we shake our sexual organs when we're kids because like we we don't have like <laughs> like trips about it. We're just like this is how you dance. Um, and you know, and like, and I kind of like lost that 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 freedom. Right, that kind of happens to some of us when we get older. Um, you know, specifically because of like sexual trauma and because of shame and because of. And then, um, you know, when I started 
um, pony sweat again, like that was one of the things we came back to is like pelvic thrusting and like dancing, like, you know, how I danced to that true blue record, which was like a lot of just like shaking it, you know, and like getting like very rooted in that part of us and kind of, and then, you know, and then this idea that like, like sexy moves, quote unquote, sexy moves is actually can also be like silly and can also like make us laugh and can also, you know, make us feel um, really powerful. Right. Like what if we're doing them for ourselves and not for like men who are watching this music video to like, you know, like it's like, what if you're just doing them for yourself? Yeah. And it feels really good. And empowering, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Totally. It also, this is of kind of derailing, and I know we just. I already few, derailed. Hey, derail I know we have. I know we have a couple more questions. I just want to throw this in there, just because whoever is listening to this, it will be well after Valentine's Day. So forgive me, but have y'all seen the Michael Bolton Netflix? No. Oh, I just saw special. the for, I just saw the thing. So a bunch of my friends texted me about this Michael Bolton Netflix Valentine's Day special, where the ad is. Believe me, I'm getting to a point. The ad is him, like, in a... He's naked and like, a silk satin sheet over him. And his head is clearly superimposed on someone else's body. And he's just, like, so sexually, like... But more, like, sensually, kind of? Mm -hmm. Sensual, not sexual, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, anyway, a bunch of my friends were like, oh, my God, LOL, OMG, yada, yada. But I ended up watching it a couple days ago, and it's a comedy, actually. It's, like, a comedy about sex. It's... I think it's worth a watch. It's not, like, the best, right? It's no Roshimon or anything, but like it's, it's, but what made me think of it after you was like the fine line between like sexuality, sensuality, and like comedy and goofiness Mm -hmm. and how our culture doesn't always know how to deal with other realms of sexuality. Mm -hmm. Cause this is an older man. He's going bald. He's like this very rare archetype in American pop culture of the sensual. Oh, sure. The sensual like man. He was like yeah. a man who could have been on a romance novel cover. He doesn't yeah. want to like yeah. degrade you or demean mm-hmm. you. He wants to like pour you wine and like fluff you up before Play like escorting you to the bedroom. That makes a lot of people yeah. laugh. It's yeah. like, it's interesting. It was just, it just really, I thought was interesting is like, of course his advertisement was to make a joke, but also how visceral so many yeah. of my friends who are all like queer or whatever were just like, oh my God. And they were like demeaning it. It was supposed to be funny, but it's also like, wait a minute, why can't like sensuality, love making, moving our body in weird ways be like accepted? Why does it have to go right to the LOL? I don't know. It just made what you were saying with like being a child or moving your body or like yeah. just being uninhibited yeah. is so sort of like frowned upon in our in our current sort of media landscape right i mean sometimes like you know and he looks good for his age i'm just (laughs) i just like knowing that when michael bolton makes a move everyone texts sarah goddessina oh that's pretty yeah everybody everyone no it just it just was that visceral (laughs) that people are like i saw a couple posts on instagram about it like Mm. people were like Grown. It was not like, oh my god, look at this older sensual man. See, I would rather see a show where it was like Michael Bolton, Yanni, and like uh-huh. who's the third guy of that? Well, Kenny G's in it. Kenny G's in it. Actually, oh, he's in it. Was you guys gotta watch it. It's uh, just, it's, I probably will. You won't be wasting your time. I promise. 
I Netflix, promise. I mean, let's be real. They're not sponsoring this show in any way, but not Netflix yet. is all that not I yet. watch. It's yeah. literally all that Silver, I watch. Sarah Silverman's in it. Um, my Rudolph's in it. It's really good. But anyway, I just think it's interesting. It just made me think of, you know, what maybe you're trying to sort of, one part of what you're trying to do with Pony Sweat is this, like, uninhibitedness. Like, yeah, someone can just do a strange public thrust for... Two minutes yeah. and that's yeah, super no, encouraged. Yeah, we do it for like two minutes. It's like Jane Fonda inspired. Yeah, it's she totally was the Jane original Fonda. Yeah, thruster. exactly. It's, it's, that's my gay root. It's basically yeah. that that series, and um, that's my gay root. I just it, may, it might be Jane my Fonda's too. your gay root. No, my gay root. My, I, oh, I remember your gay root. That that VHS Gosh. cassette floated into my life around age five or something, and I would just like put it in and fast forward to the pelvic thrusting part, and then just kind of watch it. It's interesting. And just kind of like watch it because it made you feel good. It made me feel funny inside. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it was just like Jane Fonda's pelvic thrusting, and then I put that into Tales of a Fourth Grade Lesbo. There's a scene in Fourth Grade Lesbo, my play, where Jane Fonda pelvic thrusting on the floor. Anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. it. No, that's, no, I mean, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'll also... Wait, so Jane Fonda is just Gina's gay root, not yeah. your What's your gay root? Gay root? Um, it's like, it goes pretty, um, it goes to around the same time of like three, there are some, like, there are some, there are kind of a lot of wow. things, like, um, my, um, you know, Bugs Bunny dressed as a girl... I was like really obsessed with Bugs Bunny dressed as a it's girl. It's a very and specific still, kink. Um, and, and then, um, and then my mom, like one of my mom's like, like things that she says about me that's I always, always knew, um, is that like I had, I was really into She-Ra and um, and He-Man oh, obviously, and yeah. like I would have them both, and I remember the the action figures so well, and um, and you know I would tout them around, and I'd go, this. He-Man is my boyfriend, and She-Ra is my girlfriend. <laughs> and, um, and my mom, you know, uh, um, always loves to, yeah, exactly. Well, that and, like, you know, and, and, you know, I think my mom always, you know, I hope she's not listening. But, you know, I think there was a part of my mom that really wanted me to, like, either be a lesbian or either be a heterosexual, and, like, I'm, I'm not, and I... Haven't been since uh-huh. I was three, you know? Like, yeah. Just like I wasn't, I just wasn't born that way. It was so clear. Yeah, I was, I'm just like, I've jumped around the spectrum many times. Um, are we allowed to, since we're, we've been on the subject of childhood and we keep coming back to childhood, yeah. are we allowed to talk about Pancake Mountain? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think so. <laughs> it's a show on like, CBS or something. It's a show um, that PBS, um, PBS, PBS produced for a while. Okay. Um, and you can watch it online now. Um, who else? And it's like future Sesame Street. It's like Sesame Street yeah. with all these cool bands. Like it would yeah. be like oh, cool. punk bands, like stuff that we would listen to. Because of course, people our age have kids now. That's a thing. Exactly. And so it's like all the stuff that we would actually like. Uh, and then the bands on this show. And it's super like are, DIY. Yeah. Um, but it's on PBS. Or it was. Yeah, yeah. And in DC, and now it, now you can watch it online. Huh. Unless you're in DC, I think you could watch it on the PBS there. And you are on this show. I am on this show, and they, um, I mean, like, I've been kind of, this, like, this was kind of, no, it was totally a dream come true, and like, and this is something I always like to say when I, um, is that for a really long time, I really didn't think that anything was going to, like, come together or, like, fit in my life because of the things that I really thought that I wanted to do and the things that I put my energy into like acting and stuff like I just they weren't fulfilling and I and I wasn't like getting where I thought I wanted mm-hmm. to be yeah. and um and and I just like to say that because um I felt like that for so long and it was like 
so depressing and um, and demoralizing at yeah. times and degrading and just um, mm-hmm. um and then so for something like um this to happen like Pancake Mountain was a show that I loved um and that inspired me that I was also like well I'm never gonna make a kids show because it already exists and like they've already done it and it's way better and like you know um and and then you know I met I met a couple um, of women through Pony Sweat that wanted to help me make a video, and um, Laura Burren from this band Minor Birds was one of them, and she is friends with the guys from Pancake Mountain, and and she like texted me and was like, hey, I'm hanging out with my friend Scott from Pancake Mountain. Have you ever heard of it? And like he wants to help make a Pony Sweat video, and so I mean like it was like so much like the biggest dream come true ever that I never that could never have been orchestrated by myself Mm -hmm. at all um and they're just incredibly generous and I've I've gone on the show as a character now as like super Amelia because they had a superhero costume that I squeezed into and um um and they're just like the best they're just the best people like there's just like a really good message and um and just so generous and um and we should have a Pony Sweat video coming out pretty soon. Oh, oh awesome. and the thing is, is that Pony Sweat is really related to, like, to, like, inner child work. So, like, that mm-hmm. kind of, so I kind mean. It all makes sense. It is. Yeah. It does kind of all make sense. Yeah. Even though I swear a lot. I, I kind of want to know, like, what are you looking forward to? What are you interested in working on now? You know, future um, stuff. Yeah, future stuff. What I'm working on now is, you know, finishing the video with Pancake Mountain so that we can do something with it. Um, you know, distribute it in some way, um, and then hopefully making more um, would be awesome. I mean, that's kind of always the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like I um, teaching more classes and mm-hmm. reaching more people. Um, would you ever want to work specifically with children? Um, I do want to have like a Little Ponies class. I really um, Little Ponies. There's this that's artist. So do you guys follow um, Shug? Um, Shuglet. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and, um, like, talk about, like, people that inspire me. Like, their work what touches my heart. Name? Like, so, I don't know. Shug, I think, or Shuggy. They're, like, full name. I don't know. I only know them by their Instagram know, handle. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think they're, like, I don't know their last name, but I know that. I'm just saying, so if people are listening want to, like, Google. Oh, yeah. You know, um, well, Google. We can maybe put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so yes, so yeah, Shug is a a photographer and a, and a painter and, um, and, um, has like a series called Feral Children where they, um, photograph and, and film like some of the children that are in their lives. And there was this one video in particular of this just like amazing child doing like dancing to, um, Ibeyi, I think it was an Ibeyi song. Um, anyway, it was so powerful and I, and like, I really want to like, not teach, but, um, maybe like hold space for kids to do like, just like free dancing, Mm -hmm. um, with each other. Um, and I know that kids, a lot of kids can do that like at their homes, but maybe some kids can't do that at their homes. So like, maybe there's some way to get them to class. Anyway, so that's what I'm thinking, um, with that and, um, teaching more classes and, um, I've just asked somebody to, uh, I'm going to teach somebody to, to teach um, Pony Sweat, so I'm going yeah. to have a um, franchise. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, no, not a franchise. I'm going to have another, 
um, another person um, teach. A pony substitute. A pony substitute, and, and hopefully um, they'll want to, like, maybe teach their own class, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. But I know that, like, um, what, yeah, whatever gets supported and happens. Um, I always want more people to come. Amelia, where can the people find you? Um, um, on I, the internet and IRL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the internet, um, I'm on the Instagram and Facebook as Pony Sweat. Um, and then I have a website, PonySweat.com or PonySweatAerobics.com. Um, and IRL, I live in Highland Park. <laughs> um, and, and where um, do you teach? Oh, where yeah. do I teach? Oh, I can stop you at all. I'm like, yeah. who does you teach at? Um, I teach at, I teach at, um, I teach one class at the Sweat Spot uh-huh. in Silver Lake, and then I teach three classes at, um, Live Arts LA, which is, um, where I first started teaching, um, and that studio is in, uh, Glass Hill Park, and then I teach at, um, Everybody Gym, which is in Cypress Park, and it's all in, like, Northeast LA. Awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. stopping by. It was a pleasure. Oh, I also I also want to go on Pony Sweat Tour. So I'm putting it out oh, there because... Put it out there yeah, if you're I, in Michigan or Iowa or, or Dubai. Um, and like, like it doesn't have to be a dance studio, but like a DIY studio. Um, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks Pony so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for your thank vulnerability. You. Thank you for sharing everything with us. Thank you. Ideal Futures is a podcast created by Gina Young and Sarah Faith Godestiner in Los Angeles, California. Theme music is by Romy, our incredible friend. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a sweet review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it.